0: guys today we're going to talk about patrice washington i found what she had to say about finances and redefining wealth is her podcast and i found what she had to say very very interesting she said that she she mentions that she it was book smart But now needed God's wisdom. And we'll talk a little bit about how she got to that. And uh, she talks about some pillars. Fit pillar is being your best self. People. Relationships. These are all important to building uh, wealth. Space. Being organized. Her faith trusting God, work, which is your purpose, and money, uh, you know, prospering uh, in your finances. So I'm going to go over some notes that I took and uh, talk to you about what she says. Uh, Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com and um, Redefining Wealth is what she talks about on her podcast. Uh, Even though that is her website, you can find more information and I'll leave more information about her in my description. But uh, she says... She personally, let's see, she got into personal finance pretty early in life, around 19 years old. She was a real estate agent, 21 years old, became a real estate and mortgage broker during her senior year in college and went on to build a seven-figure business. Then she talks about how the recession hit, so here she is. She um, was making a seven-figure income, and she thought, why doesn't everyone do this? And then the crash, the recession hit. So we all know, she says, around 2007, 2008, the real estate market tanked, and there went her career. And on top of that, she was pregnant. And fell down some stairs and wound up in the hospital. Now, the baby was fine. It, she was born three pounds because she was born so early. But she did wind up with a healthy baby girl. And by the time she was out of the hospital, she was in debt. Um, let's see. I, she says, I went from the seven-figure business, and by the time I left the hospital with my healthy baby, she was born three pounds, but she was healthy. By the time I left that hospital with her, I also left with over $300,000 in medical debt, and everything I thought I knew about personal finance went out the window. It was like it wasn't enough. It wasn't. Uh, I felt like a failure, ashamed, embarrassed, guilty. We ended up foreclosing on our home in Southern California, and I actually fled. I say flee because it's not a move. It is not like a move is cute. We fled in the middle of the night type of thing and ended up in this 600 square foot apartment in Louisiana where I had that moment that defining moment where we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired she says and of course she says she broke down and cried the ugly cry she says and then she says of course i have i was having the ugly cry the good old snotty nasty cry and it ended up and i ended up reaching for my bible And I found this scripture, it was Proverbs 17, 16, and it said, What good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom? Like, what good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom? And that was actually the first time it hit me that while I had been very smart, she was very book smart, she had all the degrees, uh, I I got all the certifications and the degree from the great university and all that. I didn't really understand wisdom. Knowledge was information, education, cool. But wisdom ha- was how do we you apply it? And when do you apply it? And when do you seek wise counsel? And all those type of things that it was foreign to me. I... I was used to just making it happen. And that day changed my life because in the moment, I felt like I want to help other people. Even in the midst of being at my lowest point, I was like, someone needs to tell other people that this journey is not just about chasing money. We have to use wisdom. We have to seek wisdom. So um, that was the beginning of where we're at today, where she's at today. That wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. Wealth is actually about well-being. And and then uh, that is the beginning of her starting to rebuild her life. And um, let's see here. What does she say? She says says one of the pillars that she has is being mentally and physically fit. She says if we don't take care of our bodies, then we can't take care of our business. That's, in short, what she's saying. Um, You know, if you're working day and night, day and night, and then you wind up in the hospital uh, like she did. She wound up in the hospital several times. The doctors told her she um, was iron deficient and that she was running on fumes. So, she realized that she did the redefining wealth is fit. And it's about being mentally and physically fit, but people are always like, oh, you want to force me to go to the gym. No, I don't care about the gym. I mean, I do, but it's not Just that. It's not the thing. Uh, When you're launching something and you're like it's sun up to sundown thing and you are getting it in and doing all the things well, a lot of people in this culture end up normalizing that. It becomes not just for a season, it becomes your life. It's how we live. But the thing is, if you have a great vision for your life... You have a duty and a responsibility to re- pr- protect the only vessel you're going to get. You have to go to sleep. You have to drink your water. Um, you have to take care of your yourself because people are counting on you. Not just your friends, not just your family, not just your children, but we all. We're born with purpose, with something that we're supposed to put out into the world. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to really miss the mark for the people that you're called to serve. And, uh, of course, then she talks about being in the hospital. And like I already told you, the doctor gave her a list of all these things that she had been ignoring that put her in the hospital. But what many of us tend to do I don't know if you're guilty of this too and I am for sure I was raised out in the country where and I was also raised with the idea that oh you know just you're too poor to be sick and you'll get over it you know if you um, it, it you just tough it out basically that's what i i don't know if i was just taught that way or that's just what i saw so that's how what i picked up from people around me is i'm too tough i can get over it i can suffer through it i just was i just never went to the doctor for anything but i have to also say i'm never sick so i don't know you know i don't know how that correlates but i'm never sick now i did just recently get COVID after all of the time that COVID has been out. I did go on vacation and I got COVID and I will tell you I did not like it. But I'm here my husband and I both uh, I got a temperature he did not. We both survived it and um, you know we're back to work and all is well. But um Anyway, but what she says is there are people that just don't go to the doctor, no matter how sick they are. She says, okay, I'll be okay, I'll be fine, I'll get to that later, and we push ourselves down the the list. But what happens when we are not able to perform anymore? What happens when we get sick? Uh, what happens when we get older and you know our bones are brittle because we didn't take vitamins, etc. That I added that in. Um, but she says during and she talks a little bit about her growing up years and how she grew up feeling um, made fun of at school, made fun of at home. She never felt pretty, she always felt ugly. And guys, you can't see her, but I saw her in her videos. She is beautiful, but she grew up feeling ugly and went to therapy at 25, I believe. And therapists took her through all of that negative trauma growing up. And she says because she did go to therapy, she is the person that she is today. I would say because of her therapy and because of her faith in God, um, she has the confidence she has today. She has written many books and she has a podcast and and she rebuilt her career. So now let's go back to some of the things that I took notes on. Um, she says, sometimes you got to step, take a step back. So sometimes it's not about launching the next thing or writing the next book or getting the next degree. Sometimes we have to take a step back and actually deal with some of the things that caused us to sabotage in other areas of our life, which is why she went to therapy, mental fitness and so that's why the mental fitness is connected because the more you get clear on those things that you learn to forgive and process and heal the more you're able to show up for your business and your career and any other part of your life and truly elevate and build that Uh, she talks about relationships so another big one is relationships i don't know about you I know you're extremely successful. I know that nothing I build was in isolation. There's nothing that I could have done just completely by myself. And what I see all the time are what I hear people are like, well, how did you get in front of this person? Or how did you do this? How did you do that? It wasn't about just forcing my way into doors it wasn't about forcing myself in uh, way into doors it's really comes from treating people well and i don't know if you remember this but remember she talks about the days when um businesses were like if i can just get on oprah's ta- uh favorite things can, if I can just get my product on Oprah's favorite things on her show. And then her show ended as that show, talk show, where everybody saw her favorite things. And then people were like, oh my gosh, I spent all these years trying to make sure my product got on Oprah. Now what do I do? So she talks about that and she says, we all have a sphere of influence. The thing is, we all have a sphere of influence already. We all have community. There's already people around us. And what happens is we are so focused on going bigger and getting more and more and more that we start to neglect the very people who are around us and the closest, you know, the real people, not the internet people, not the social media people, our real people. People around us that we see on a daily basis in our community and a lot of how we're going to build these brands or build a business or build our life are really through relationships and understanding that creating relationships that matter is so important to the journey because there's always going to be someone watching you who has the power to bless you but how are they watching you show up? Who are they watching you be out there? And that is so true. I uh, am part of a group, Femme City, who is a women's networking group. Although we don't really like to say we're a networking group because yes, we network with each other, but we're also all about relationships and friendships and And we bless each other if we can. And we don't expect others to bless us if they can't. If they're not in a place to bless us, we're not there just expecting and being offended because, oh, this person didn't do this and this person didn't do this. Sometimes people are not in a place to reciprocate. Sometimes if you're out there blessing those that you can bless later on, people that you don't even know will come into your life and bless you. And it's all about, you know, serving others and having the heart of God to serve others. And then God in turn sends people to bless you. Uh, But anyway, Fem City is not a religious organization. I'm just using that as an example. Our Fem City group, we really do genuinely care for each other, and um, and we actually try to learn how to grow our business and how to step out of our comfort zone instead of just networking. That's really what I meant to say. I didn't really mean to go that long on Fem City, but that's what our local Harlingen group does now there's many fem city groups in many many cities and all of them operate very very differently um but the one I'm involved in is a very intimate group um and you can't neglect your relationships uh let's see now where did I leave off on my notes um But anyway, relationships are very important to the journey because there's always going to be someone watching you. Um, Now, so showing up on time, being respectful, doing what you say you're going to do. It sounds like these are lessons that parents should be teaching their children. But the truth is I'm teaching clients all this all the time, I guess, because they didn't learn as children. And so now she's having to teach them through her business, um, trying to help them in their finances. Um, Now, she also talks about the space pillar. So one of the things that we hear all the time is that time is money. I don't think people recognize how much time they waste because their environment is not set up to support them or they're disorganized. So think about... Whatever your rate is, whether whether your rates are $10 an hour or $1,000 an hour, think about it as time being wasted, 76 hours a year because you're going, where are my keys? Where are my, where's my phone? Where's my stuff? I can't find this and I can't find that. We waste a lot of time not being able to find the things that we need to run our life and to run our business. So, that is a big frustration. But the truth is, sometimes we don't see it because we're mentally cluttered. And we say that clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in our mind. And when our minds are cluttered, it starts to manifest in our environment. Our mind is cluttered, our environment starts to get cluttered, and then we're just not, our business becomes unorganized as well. Even with finances, I always tell people, listen, how can you get your financial life in order when your financial documents are scattered all over the house or they're stuffed in that junk drawer or they're all stuffed in a box, a cute little box? Well, how can you get your financial life in order if what represents your financial life is a junk drawer? So if you want to start cleaning up your finances, the first step is just to start cleaning up opening the mail. I know we want to avoid opening the mail because mail brings in bills and bills we don't want to deal with, but you have to deal with them. You have to start opening those envelopes on a t- in a timely manner and start dealing with the knowledge of what where to start. The debt doesn't go away. We still have to address what's in the envelope. Um, and so clutter in finances manifests itself in things being everywhere. But even as a creative, I always tell people to ask themselves, am I in a money-making space right now? Is this uh, Oh, and she says she had a, uh, she started in a bedroom, she started running her business in a bedroom, extra bedroom, and then that extra bedroom became a junk room. And so she had to ask herself, is this the bedroom? Is this the bedroom slash office of a world renowned author? Does this represent where I am saying I want to go? you have to start asking your questions to asking yourself questions i have got to clean it up and clear it out because all of this stuff is really blocking the flow it's blocking her creativity you know if you have clutter all around you in your workspace it does make you feel a little insecure it does give you imposter syndrome how can you be a success if the office around you is completely a mess and a wreck. It just makes you feel like less of a person. Now, we're not talking about perfection. We're just talking about junk and clutter everywhere. Uh, And if this is going to be the thing that allows me to build wealth, then I need to clear up the space. So I have the space to actually receive it. So that space pillar is big. And I don't think we always consider how our environment actually leads to us being able to create more wealth. Um, She says, start, if you don't know where to start, start with the mental, the, you know, the fit pillar, which is why I, she puts it first. I think that the fit pillar is the very best place to get started because you are not at your best. How can you execute all the other things? And remember, she didn't say be skinny, exercise, make sure you're like uh, muscular and physically fit. She's just saying, don't ignore the signs when you need to go to the doctor, when you need medical attention, when, you know, if you're. Wearing yourself out, take your vitamins, eat healthier, um, just do things, uh, fill your mind with positive things to make you healthier. Just having a healthier mindset just is a really big thing. Uh, just how you can execute all the other things. Um, if you're feeling really good mentally, you're feeling strong. You're using your affirmation statements, you, and no one can get you down. You're forgiving people you probably don't, who don't deserve it, but forgiveness is for you, not for them. When you are in your best possible space in terms of how you feel about yourself, it gives you the opportunity to go do all the other things. Start with what you need. If you're already physically, you know, if you're already fit mentally and physically, then start with with what you need the most. Start with what you need. I say rate yourself. If you think about the pillars, you think about whether it be fit or people or space right now you go ask yourself and be honest this is where all the self-reflection is so key and i am really doing what am i really doing in this area do i really feel like i'm my best is there something that i could that uh, i want to change or needs to change she's um patrice washington says this has been 10 years in the making and i'm still awesome in a and a hot mess all in a given day it is every day a decision to to choose a pillar and be intentional so don't feel overwhelmed feel more aware because once we recognize it then we can recondition so it's just an awareness like how am i doing in my relationships or in my case you know learning that i may have some adhd tendencies and then reconditioning the way i do things to overcome those adhd tendencies and it wasn't just professional even personally How am I doing in my relationships? Am I reaching out to people that I say I love? Do they know that I love them because of how I show up? Or am I just giving lip service? Am I attentive at the dinner table? Or am I at the dinner table scrolling through Instagram or Facebook? Am I paying attention? Am I uh, spending quality time? Start to be aware and pay attention to small things that you can start to shift because those small things add up to massive value for yourself. Um, Really just to remember not to get stuck into this idea that you have to chase money relentlessly. You don't have to do it with all the stress and the strive. There's a way to just really attract it with more ease and grace and just peace and you deserve that it's your birthright i really enjoyed uh i really enjoyed getting to know patrice washington through her in her podcast and her uh youtube channel and and i really found this very very interesting I, i i like her a lot I'm going to go ahead and do a little review. I'm already at 27 minutes of this podcast, so hopefully uh, four more minutes will bring this to the end of the podcast. But I hope you're really enjoying this because I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I usually don't read a lot on finances because usually um, it's not presented in a way that I find interesting, but this really was very interesting to me, or she's very interesting to me. Understand the definitions of wealth. Wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. Learn how wealth is actually about well-being. So we're going to do a little review of what we just talked about. Looking at the other parts of your life, and you will start to see threads behind how we deal with other parts of our life and then how it connects with finances. Wealth uh, Patrice says wealth is actually about well-being. As long as we chase it and make whatever we're doing all about money, from my experience, you'll always miss the mark in some of the area of some other area of your life. Uh, What good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom? Proverbs 17, 16. The more you get clear on your mental fitness, you learn to forgive and process and heal. So the more you're able to show up for your business or your career in any other part of your life and truly elevate and build that once you're mentally fit. Sometimes it's not about launching the next thing or writing the next book or getting the next degree. Sometimes we have to take a step back and actually deal with some of the things that cause us to sabotage other areas of our life. We all have a sphere of influence, we all have community. There's already people around us. Sometimes what happens is we are so focused on going bigger and getting more and more and more that we start to neglect the very people who are around us, our friends, our community. Take care of your physical body. Get enough sleep. Stay hydrated. Eat healthy. By doing this, Ultimately, it allows us to have the stamina to do the work to make money. Take care of the relationships you already have with people by showing up on time, being respectful, doing what you say you're going to do, even when you don't feel like it. Get organized. How can you manage your financial life if it is in a junk drawer, in the kitchen, or in that random little cute decorative box that you throw everything in just to disguise it or if you have a bill stuck in a book somewhere that you no longer read so you no longer know where it's at start to be aware and pay attention to the small things because those small things add up to massive value for yourself for your relationships for your life don't overwhelm yourself choose one thing and just set one small goal and say, I'm going to do that this week, and then add it to next week. All right, guys, I'm going to leave information on Patrice Washington in the description. I think she's actually a great person to follow for business and finances and all those things. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching, and I will see you on the next one.